Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 13 of Rugby Jubbly with me, Dan Skinner, and the wonderful Hal Cruttenton. Hello, you, Hal. You're looking very well today. Have you been working out this week? Yeah, a few few hours on the bike. Yeah, a few hours oh. on the bike this week. Maybe a change of eating. Maybe. Uh, so um, careful. Just chiselling myself out a bit, How after lockdown, where things started to fall south a bit, you know? That's still they, they said like lock, but they say in lockdown you either come out three ways: a hunk, a chunk, or a drunk. So you have to decide oh. which one, which one. But you're I'm a chunk be. and a drunk, so that'll be two. Well, you know, two out of three. I, I've, I've decided to swap things up. I've been thinking about this I was, was a bit of a chunk. It, the reason I watched less rugby than I usually wanted to this weekend because I usually watch so you're much drunk. rugby on the weekend because it was my wedding anniversary. Um, oh. Yesterday, no, but and then my wife posted on Twitter a picture of us on our wedding day, and I went, "Oh, I'll retweet it," knowing, just talking, knowing that it just attracts the, "Oh my God, what happened?" And all this stuff. You look like Toby <laughs> Curtis. It's quite good for your career, though. The worse you look, as you're doing Angelos. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're not. Whereas my my comedy is much more built on a kind of innate sex appeal. And, yeah, um, exactly. and I think exactly. that's what it's damaged damages my career. It's so ironic. Yeah, but I'd actually... like to say I don't, I don't live as Angelos. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm pointing clear. I'm pointing out the irony that you are you play a character that's physically quite unattractive, but are quite an attractive man, and I am yeah, much more yeah. trying to be. My best years were when I was more attractive on stage, mm. and I'm looking worse. It's just it's it's more just subtle flirting every week. Dan, there's a little yeah, bit of me uh, telling you how good you look. Anyway, let's talk about the games this week. Yeah, let's do um, it. Let's do the it. Six let's Nations matches. Should we start? We start. Well, we are very Anglo-centric. We start with England, uh, Italy. What do you think? I've, I've, I so crave being in the sort of fascinating minority viewpoint. I'm not that <laughs> panicky. I'm beginning to defend Eddie Jones. No, I think the. I'm I not think, panicky. You know, but there's I'm a lot. Stephen Jones wrote. I just, I've just read it. Stephen Jones's article. Yeah, but Sunday I think they are, they are, they are paid to call, especially in papers like the Times. They are mm. paid to cause controversy. Like Stuart Barnes, Stephen Jones, they just like. 
They're like you, how they're looking for sensational headlines. But the thing is, this is the thing. Yeah, they're looking, but they all end up taking a fairly uniform position of, oh, he should have played more kids, he should have played more experienced players. I am so, I'm extra fascinating. I'm like a double, because I go into going back to defend him, which is what makes me such a unique rugby pundit, because I'm, I'm not taking the usual line of all the critics. I think this team needed confidence, and we also... Agreed, we, of And course. also, these players that aren't in good form, who have been great servants for the country in the past, need to get the chance to get the game time. To and also, if you're it, moaning exactly. about Sarri's players not getting game time, you shouldn't have fucking relegated us. Oh, Daly's daily looks rusty, and Farrell looked in danger of being, like, sent off. He was getting, he, you, no, but you know how he gets that sort of belligerent and he was starting to argue with the ref and, and then he, he nearly got done for a shoulder charge push. I he just, was, I just, he was flirting. The guy ran into him. The guy just ran into no, him. I know, I'm, but you, you, I could, know I'm you could just defensive. tell, you could, you could tell that he was getting like frustrated and he, he wasn't, he dropped a couple and he was just getting annoyed with himself and he just needs he to got cook, some. Cook. I think but, they were dodgy passes. I think I think the players who were genuinely had dodgy <laughs> games, the players who genuinely had dodgy games were Ben Youngs. I'll admit. Look, this is a player, Sarri's player. I'll admit, Elliot Daly looks very rusty, but was getting better as the game went on. Um, yes. And I, but I also think there were other players. He was at fault though a couple of times. Elliot Daly missed a couple of. Couple oh, the tackle! Yeah, but having tackles, said that, you know he? when we were kids, well, when I was a kid, you go fullback. You've got to be a good tackler at fullback. Yeah, but not kids. Do you still They're need not to kids. be. They're not kids. No, no. They're international <laughs> rugby players, right? And, and I think Elliot Daly's 30. This so, is the problem. You know, this this is, is the problem of my know. analysis when I go back to my playing yeah, days that exactly. it is based on you we were 13 children. year olds. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but it's hard, though, because for this game, this England-Italy game, it's lose-lose. You know, if you, if you win by a cricket score, people go... Oh, it's Italy, though, isn't it? And if you don't yeah. win by a cricket score, you go, well, you should have you should have spanked Italy. So yeah. you can't. I mean, they looked, they, they looked, they looked much better. Carl Sinclair added loads, loads yes. to the direct running, taking the ball. He looked like he had been playing rugby, you know, like where a lot, a lot of those other guys, they just, they did look, Billy Vinopola, he looked rusty, certainly against Scotland. He looked, <laughs> he looked unfit, frankly. Yeah. You know. Well, I think really, I don't want. I don't want to say there's a psychic connection between me and Billy, but both of our. But we seem to go through surges in weight <laughs> at the same time. Yes, <laughs> honestly, he's. I've let myself go a bit. Billy's let himself go a bit, and uh, yeah, no, he does. His weight goes up and down. I, I, t- I have a lot of understanding of him, but I still think good game. You know, he 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 does do. He's, he's well. not getting a lot wrong. He's not making quite the same yardage, but he's also very well marshaled. I don't know. I just. I don't hmm. get the anti-believer Napola thing. Um, I, th- I think when you make a point, when, when you make a position your own, and yeah. you know you look unmovable in that position, and there doesn't—I mean, apart from Nathan Hughes, maybe uh, there's nobody really to challenge him with the sort of thing that he does. No. Then people are just going to—I think it's boredom. You know, it's it's an easy target, and if yeah. you're not if you're not performing to a world class standard every week, then people are just going to have a go at you. Yeah, um, I know that from experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think I do. Th- I mean, I do think England. I just I, I'm just not 
I don't know. We'll get onto this discussion later on about how important the Six Nations is. But even if this is a bad season in general for England, I just, right. I just think That's it's a insane. rustiness that if those passes keep start going to hand, they could become. I mean, they did attack quite well. They did make loads of um, they did loads of terrible passes, drop passes and stuff. But those that's yeah. just sort of rustiness, and we know I agree. it'll probably come back. And, and, but did and you think he take, sh- it's the long takes the longest thing? It's the longest thing to to get right. The attack, yeah. you're attacking lines and all the rest of it, especially nowadays when it's so complicated and there's two yeah. running lines. And they should they and- to tell the truth, they should have done well because one thing the Italians are rubbish at. Is defence. They're def- yeah. I think you look at their first try. By the way, they had five minutes. Really, the Very Italians leaky. can play, but they need a defence coach. I know, and but they, I, I, they, I, 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 I changed <laughs> defence coaches. I don't mean defence coaches. They just need a man to run right. in and shout at them. They just yeah, need yeah, to be yeah, scared yeah. of their defence coach um, oh, because that's all. Uh, we'll get onto this later on with the with the France thing. But the whole Sean Edwards thing of he just scares them. But it's just a particular. There's an Anthony Watson try where he kind of just walked just past through the middle of them. And just sort of <laughs> this un- the, the Italians uh. can be rubbish in defence. They were against France. What um, was great about England? What was great about England uh, this week was the fact that the whole all the back three scored, which is yes. really good. Watson twice, May's super finish. Yes. What about that? That was that like was you, fantastic. How? It was so Diving not like me. Diving in the me. corner. <laughs> Crunching the corner flag. Do, do, do that you was did, like schoolboy <laughs> stuff, wasn't it? I did once. I still remember one time where I just did a tap, you know, took a quick penalty as a scrum off, did a massive dummy. I still dream about it. I was about 12 at the time. Yeah, Little tap yeah, penalty, massive dummy, those. and then just ran all round the other, ran sort of directly to the corner and scored with everybody chasing me. And no, it, I, I never matched those. that. I, I never matched that. But I, I, would, those, um... I was a bit of a specialist. Do you ever do that of diving over and scoring and winding myself really badly? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, but the, the, and also the, the dive is never justified at that level. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, it's literally to look good. But I had one of those, like when I would, when I was playing for my old boys club and I just left school. So I was like eight, 19, 18, 19 and mm. everyone else is like 45. <laughs> so you're the fittest bloke on the pitch, right? And somebody passed it to me. I was in the back line and I ran through, literally ran through everybody. And at school, I'd never been that far. So I'd played second row. Um, but now I had to, I was like, I had like jets on my, yeah. and I just ran from in, from I think hour 22 all the way down the pitch and scored under the post the other side. I was like, oh my God, I'm invincible. But no, you're just running against old men. So it's, yeah. you know, a bit of a mismatch all over the field. But, but yeah. getting do, do you think, getting back to the game, do you think that he should have chucked on kids from the start like Odogwu and Randall? No, and I don't. Mailers? Because, no. I mean, after after Scotland, I mean, the last thing you want to be doing experimenting against. I mean, I I think it's a little bit of a bit of a shame for Odogwu because if he's not going to get a game against Italy, you think, well, where where is he going to play? Why has he been picked? You know, it's yeah. a bit... The only and, and the real cynical side of you is to go, well... So Italy can't get him. And that's, yeah. you know, that's horrible for him if that is if that is the case. And also, you know, you see Ollie, you know, Eddie Jones is like, Ollie Lawrence not even on the bench this, this week. And you and you sort of, part of you thinks, will he ever play? He's only 21. Will he exactly. ever play for England again? It's happened so many times. Exactly. You know, I think I think Ollie Lawrence should have been on the bench, I must admit. And, but, I, but I also think we can get not very seduced. Not good for his confidence, is it? 
You know, exactly. But we can get very seduced by youth. I was thinking, no, I was thinking about a moment in the game where Dan Robson, it was just before, it was the build up to Jack Willis's try. Dan Robson took, a, I think, a quick tap and go with the you know penalty and um, and just ran through lots of people and nearly made it to the line. Dan Robson had come on yeah. for Ben Youngs. And then there was a big pile up and then a couple of phases and then Jack Willis scored. And if Harry Randall had done that, we'd have gone... Put him in the Lions, keep him in the team, because yeah, it's the new yeah, boy. Because yeah, it was yeah. Dan Robson. People go, oh, yeah, sparky little player. We, we tend to, a new player but does The difference like with Harry we... Randall is you might go, you, you may well have scored it. Mm. But we'll no, never but, know. Hold on. But, I'm, but I'm just, I really think. I know what you mean. It's that attention. We love, we love seeing new blood coming into um, rugby and coming well, to international do, rugby. Well, you do, because it's exciting to see what a new young player that's very, very good can do. Yeah, but we you also know, forget they... that old players can go out of form and come back into brilliant form. Sorry, this is becoming like a metaphor for comedy as well. There's a lot of older <laughs> comics can still be brilliant <laughs> in the same way yeah, that a lot absolutely. of younger comics. And yet they don't get booked. Exactly. Yes, I, yeah. I, I... <laughs> I, just, I just noticed that. I thought, God, we don't pay the same attention. So if Elliot Daly comes back and has a great game against Wales, people will go, oh, great game by Elliot Daly. But... Mm. That if he was brand new, they'd go. This is the genius for the next generation. Because yeah, Eddie Jones would, be but amazing. I don't think. But Eddie Jones is not like that, is he? He's he's um, he doesn't buy into any of that stuff. He he can sort of seem seemingly he can sniff out an international player, and the ones he thinks are international players and they really have the pedigree, they get they get a good they get a good run at it. Yeah. I don't think you get long. I don't think you get long to prove yourself. I think you have to deliver, you know. Yeah. And if you don't do, I mean, I, I, I the the case of Ollie Lawrence is unfortunate because we didn't get any ball. Exactly. You know, the forwards didn't win any ball, and so what what was he supposed no, to do? No, he's got to be given a chance again to deliver. We're always playing teams that are totally up for it. Even Sam Warburton talked about Wales, oh England in a couple of weeks. That'll be the big game when he was on BBC, and I thought. Just shut even Italy because they've never beaten us. Italy in the Six Nations. This yeah. is still a massive game for them. That's where they started so well. They were fired Italy for this game, and I. Sorry, this is just another point I want to make: is trying to find countries that don't really, really want to beat us and make it like highlight of their. Even New Zealand, even though they usually will beat us, it's still extra nice to beat the English. I was thinking yeah. Canada. I'm trying to picture now a Canadian saying. Oh yeah, always good to beat England. Yeah, no, and it just—you're right. It doesn't happen. I'd like to see us play Canada or Poland. Just countries that go. Yeah, <laughs> Poland doesn't have a grudge against England. Poland, you know, we. we <laughs> Why do I, they not have a grudge against England? Uh, um, how? Because well, we don't really. Maybe it's because we sh we've shown them a lot of love because of the wartime pilots, haven't we? <laughs> I think, yes. <laughs> also, I, I grew up exactly in Ealing. what I thought you'd say. Yeah, I grew up in Ealing where because there were the loads Germans of Poles. Marched into Poland, and it was when the Germans <laughs> marched into Poland that we came into the war, right? And for that reason, the Polish don't have a grudge against but us. All in all, I don't know. I just England, Italy. Let's be honest, the most boring game of the weekend. Two other great games. Yeah, but, I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed yeah. watching it because it because it was one. One of those games, like when I watched Scotland, even though it's a you know it's a bigger build up and a more anticipation, actually watching the England Scotland game is really tense and uncomfortable because mm. you're going, oh my god, we're going to lose to Scotland at home, yeah. you know, and that that's you, you're basically thinking that all the way through. But against Italy, you go, yeah, oh, we're playing pretty good. We're playing exactly as we should play against Italy, and we're scoring points. And all right, we've leaked a couple, but we 
you know, we we do it and we we played well. So it was yeah. quite a relaxing relaxing game to watch. And just sorry, little mention, little sympathy yes. mention for Jack Willis and his knee injury. Oh yeah, um, man, which looked horrible. The crocodile roll. I, I I didn't. You know what? I didn't really know about this. I thought I that they had. I thought that they were outlawed. I thought you weren't allowed to do it. But it's not. It's just the neck roll that's been. Yeah. That they've outlawed. I didn't know that you could still twist people out of rucks like that. I know. It's horrible, isn't it? Well, but he's not. I mean, you could. Did you hear the scream? Did you hear? Yeah, you could hear I saw it. it. I saw. You know, oh, I didn't watch of... the in-depth role. I didn't, no, I, I no, can't... no, no. But I oh. saw it actually in game time. So when he was right. being twisted over, you could see the grimace on, and the scream yeah. on his face. And and you know when you're watching a game and you see something and it's unusual mm. and it just catches you. And I was watching that. I go, oh no, that that is that's that's not yeah. right. Well, and you he know, didn't, if a pl- he didn't get up from it, if a player screams. You know it's really serious. That's why I'd be scared. <laughs> yeah. I'd be scared to play rugby because I know that Going, I would ah! scream. That looks really serious. <laughs> Crutton's gone, ah! and then I get up and play on. Oh yeah, no! No, it's no, just, just another little knock hair. for Crutton. <laughs> <laughs> broken nail. Um, but yeah, exactly. You just. But you, that's the thing. You'd, scare, you'd, you'd scream out of the like the anticipation of getting there. <laughs> I'd, <That's> scream. A... <laughs> I'd, I'd scream. I'd be on a ghost train. <laughs> I'd scream because. Because Kyle Sinclair's running at me. I would yeah, you know, yeah, I'd scream. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, I think that'd be really effective. I think that could really put a player off. They'd almost think it's almost like a whistle going. They think, what? Something happened. Screaming in they? their face. Oh, that's a really good tactic. Again, I'm a, yeah. I'm a very underused player. But just to go back to the serious I mean, obviously I did have serious knee injuries myself. And Oh uh, yes. I don't know how I, he will be probably out a long time. Jack, it'd be nice to get him on for me well, to talk to him about how he hasn't done. He hasn't done his ACL, which is, yeah, which but is a he good probably thing, has done they... something quite bad, and he probably needs to talk to someone whose knees are worse than his. And that yeah, would be nice that's to you're on. the man. Anyway, shall, let's let's anyway. move on to yes, uh, Wales, Scotland, Wales, Scotland, Scotland, yes. Wales. Um, what did you make of this? What did you make of this? I'm really pissed off with Scotland. Basically, I'm yeah, re- I am I think actually. Scottish fans and do you know need what? to get if they hadn't have, If they hadn't have gone down to 14 men, which they did, they, I'm but, still not sure they would have won it. But they should have done. So they were 17-3 up at one point. There was also a point 48th minute. If you remember this moment, so Scott Cummings did he go? Was it he either went over or he did the blocking move? And it was either it was something like Johnny Gray or something. Little run at the uh, at the try line. Mm-hmm. And there was this pressure where they should have scored from that moment in the yes. 40th minute. They would have been 24-8 up. They were yeah. 17-3 up at one point at home, looking yeah. good. They And they still... You... And, and You know, this is a Welsh team. Admittedly, the yeah. Scots had some injuries. They didn't have Cameron Redpath yeah. or Jamie Ritchie yeah. or Maitland. Or but Maitland. the Welsh were missing five players. But Wales... I think Wales have more depth than Scotland, actually. But mm. they just sort of let them back in. And I... Uh, even think, before the sending off, do you I, think this is my my theory on this? You're right about the 17-3 lead at home, Murrayfield mm. against Wales. That's a very very unfamiliar place for Scotland to be in, like that far up at home, thinking, well, we beat England at Twickenham last week. We're we're at home. We're 17-3 out. Yeah, this is this is exactly you know it's that sort of mindset that England were in when they were smashing Scotland a couple of years ago at Twickenham and Scotland came back and did to them yeah. basically or Wales did to Scotland at the weekend. You know, just like take the foot off the gas. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, Scotland. But I just think it's. I. I also think they don't have. You know, I always moan about rugby fans being too angry, and maybe I haven't looked enough on Twitter, or I haven't looked stuff, but. Scottish fans seem to be the least angry at their team. And I think Scotland have underperformed so much. They've had moments of brilliance, moments of... They never seem to have consistency. I, I, I don't know. I just think this week they just... You know, they were playing well. They, they were playing very well. And then they just allowed Wales... I mean, mind you, also, Rhys Zamet, he scored a couple of wonder tries. I mean, that, yeah. that one where he belted down the wing and chipped it over and gathered his own kick, that was... That was a brilliant do you, try. Do you shout out loud, by the way? As I get older, I do that more, even sitting by myself. I still go, I, wow, yes. yes. Yeah, you know, I um, do. And, and applaud by myself yeah. in my... I, I watch the game, a lot of the time I watch the game standing up in the, in the <laughs> living room and just sort of pacing in front of the TV, especially if it's England and it's a tight game, I can't sit down. I'm just like, you know, oh, hands God. over the face. Wales never let their head drop. They go that no. far down, away from home. They never let, let their heads go down. They always, they always. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want to be rude about Wales just to wind up our producer John, but I think they, they could even go and fluke a Grand Slam like in 2019, where you go, how did they do that? And they just seem but to get the results thing, with teams it? that aren't that special. But this is and, Wales are now at that place where you go, well, we don't really know how good Wales are, you know, because they have basically ground out two wins. They ground out that win against Ireland, mm. who, who who came very close to beating France this weekend, yeah. let's, be, let's be honest. And they they had a big old comeback and beat, that's going to do wonders for their confidence. And I think that's what Wales were short of because it's not like their personnel has changed massively since Warren Gatland was coaching yeah. them. I think their confidence probably took a little bit of a dip. And, and like... You know, winning these close games like this is going to do wonders for their confidence. But also, See how they get on against England. I know Lewis Rees-Samet was for a winger. He won the game for his team. He won yeah. the game for his. Yeah. You know, with that he's try, really special. And he's he so set, fast. He was the he set up Liam Williams' score. If you remember, that he he did a lovely yes. changed his line of running, lovely pass, scored a good. He scored two tries, made one try. Um, I just think I've. I think he is. I, I I don't want to be controversial here. He's going to be the David Beckham of rugby. He was twenty two weeks ago. I think it's going to be Sarong. He's, he's a lion, isn't he? He's a lion. He's isn't definitely he? a lion um, yeah. for me now. I, I think I suggest him as a lion, and you probably sarongs it. and painted nails. So I know I'm going back to the nineties <laughs> and painted nails and 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 a beautiful <laughs> partner. Um, we don't want to. I don't assume he's straight or gay, or whatever, but, but he's going to have a showbiz partner. He's a yeah. good-looking boy. He talks well about the game and stuff when he was interviewed afterwards. I just... The thing uh, about... Lewis thing Lewis about is, is going to be the biggest name in rugby in about two or three years. Is, is okay. my ridiculous... The thing about that, the thing about that, yeah. the Beckham business, is I think you have to want to become David Beckham. You know, like David Beckham had to want to become that, like, iconic figure. I remember, I remember Victoria Beckham, there were stories of her going to Simon Fuller and saying, we want to be as big as Daz... You know that brand. Do you know what I mean? We want, we want, to, we want, we want everybody to know who we are. And I think you have to want to go and and do that. And I can't. I'm not sure a little Welsh rugby player playing for Gloucester is going to be going. No, I want, I want it all, man. Cipriani went after all that stuff, 
and yeah, it's just, but, doesn't, it doesn't play well. It doesn't play well with no. With, I just, with I just, I don't know. I think no, but Cipriani also was inconsistent. I think Reece Damit doesn't seem to have bad games. Do well, he's, tw- he's twenty? He's twenty. I know, I know but I also, I, I don't know that thing about you have to, he's you have to player. want it to go after that. Um, I wanted it, Dan. I didn't get that. So. Yeah, but you have to. You, well, you have to. You have to want it, and you have to be offered it. There's, you know, no, there's two if, things that have to happen. If you're offered it, who would turn it down? I would say. I think people would. Turn, Johnny Wilkinson turned it down. Johnny no, Wilkinson did. No, did he? Still did. Yes. He was offered all sorts of stuff, and uh, like, also, when he was suit, when he was suit right, his get personality. This, get this. Get this. Get this though. When he was injured playing for Newcastle, right? You know he was injured for so long playing for Newcastle. He offered to give back his wage at Newcastle. He offered to give it, give his money back because he felt so guilty about like playing. That's that's it's just different, isn't it? Different I love mindset. that mindset. I'd love to have that mindset. There's a there's a very famous comedian <laughs> yeah. who I don't want to embarrass. I should maybe I should spe- share. Sp- spread a nice story. This is a comedian who... I can say his name. Um, This is Ross Noble. I was doing a gig with Ross Noble before he was super-duper famous. He was still doing really well. He was on TV a bit. And I did a gig with him and and he was doing well and... He was talk- I was driving back with him and he said, do you know what? We were talking about money and fame and all the things. He went, do you know what? I've got... I, even right now, I've got enough money. And I said, hardly anybody says that. I don't... But I know... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I've never been, you know, Ross Noble's uh, level or whatever, but I was, you know, doing, doing well stuff. But I've always thought, if I was Elton John, I'm the sort of person... I say this as, a, as someone who's a bit of a socialist and a lefty, I could never have enough money. I would never go. If, if I was Elton John, I'd be friends with someone who owned more islands than me or stuff, and I'd still go, why don't I have three islands? I think it's a wonderful thing when more people in our society go, I've got enough money, because I know yeah. I'd always go, oh, I'm, I'm why ri- am I, I'm why, enriched why enough. I, yeah, exactly. And my soul I just, is enriched enough. That's what exactly. Is, I'm of it? that personality. I, you know, I even with you, Dan. I go. I want to live in Muswell Hill, and it winds me up every no, week you knowing that you live there. The internet's awful here. Don't, 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 don't <laughs> bother. Louis anyway, Reece Samit. I mean, I, I, I am going over the top about him, but I think even if he doesn't become the next David Beckham, he is Shane Williams, JJ Williams, Gerald Davis. He is mm. the line of great Welsh wingers because I think if he just well, keeps his head on, I agree he's with going that. to. I, 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 but I think he's got the skill, but. You know that the, the great international players, the great sports people, do it week in, week out, and I, and I think that you know you you can't think... you, you've got to you've got to just wait and see. You know you've got to yeah. wait. And see. Shall we have a quick guess on which English player is going to get sent off against Wales because they don't finish yeah. games against fifteen players? Um, no, I, right. I see. I, well, I think if anyone's going to get sent off, it'd be Owen Farrell. Well, I think he's is, right I... on the edge. I put this on Twitter at the end of the game going, so guess which England player? And then all these Saris fans went, Hal, shut up, they're all going to say Farrell. <laughs> um, I think Farrell is not going to get the player sent off. No, but someone like, there's someone like Genge, I reckon. I reckon Genge will get well, sent off. He, he, he only gets 20 minutes in the, in the usual. Yeah, the he'll get sent off. I mean, I mean, I think Carl, Carl Sinclair off... used to be ripe for it, didn't he? He used to be absolutely, yeah. like, everyone targeted Carl Sinclair because he was a real hothead, smacking exactly. him on the head and all sorts of things. Exactly. It's always good I fun do, to watch. Yeah, you need to... And if you are England players, do the Lewis Moody thing that he said, that he used to psychologically look at the ref. 
to go. It's in his book that when when because he used to lose his head and get hot headed, he would he yeah. had a th- he went to see somebody over his psychology as a player. If you're being wound up before you make a silly decision, look at the ref and remind yourself what's going to happen when yes. when yeah, you yeah, punch yeah. that, but or when you lose your cool or when you get into anything. Um, yeah, I was. Um, I do. Uh, sorry, I do think this sending off was a, was really dodgy. Because the player was coming. Did you see it? The Zander Vegas. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, it was interesting what Warburton was saying because he said he's got to clear him out, and there's no other way of doing it. And 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 if he had, it's interesting because you go, um, uh, you know, that's an interesting angle because he says if you get if you come Monday morning, you do you're watching the tape and you're analysing, and you haven't cleared him out, your coaches are going to go, why did you not clear him out? And I think the mm. excuse of being, well, if I'd have hit him there, I may have hit me, hit him with my head and I could have got sent off. I just don't think that would have, that, that would wash. But actually, the next day on the rugby roundup thing that the BBC do, Sam Warburton yeah. said 24 hours later, I think I was wrong. I think, I think you've got to be careful. Knowing they know the situation, they know it's a slightly unfair law, but they're trying to protect people's heads. You have to go in and wrapping with your arms always. Never I think, leave your I shoulder think, to, you know. I agree, but I also think that Sam Warburton is aware that he's on the BBC, and I think he has to. Yeah, you know that is that's the difference between a, a professional rugby player's mindset and somebody you know, commentating on the BBC. Can I just say, though, there was a comment on Guardian website that I, I should have printed it out like an idiot and kept it. Someone went, well, obviously, Welsh players are being trained to leave their heads up to get hit <laughs> so people get sent off. Can I say, if you... I know you're probably not listening. You are a dick, whoever said that. <laughs> you are... So, I mean, if you, the, the level of idiocy. Theory. <laughs> both the sendings off. There is no way that a Welsh player went, I'll just leave my head upright. It's, yeah. Yeah. There are so Get many idiots. I mean, I know we're idiots again talking rugby, but the it just go on any national newspaper, a report of a game, and if they've got comments underneath, there are these idiots walking. I mean, God, yeah. the, uh, I replied to one on imagine the Guardian thinking site. thinking like that as a player. Imagine thinking, imagine going, right, yeah. I'm not going to commit myself completely. I'm just going to yeah. leave my head up, see if leave someone's going to smash sure my face in. So you can get and there. And then hopefully they get sent off. Exactly. But it's, it was the same thing. Someone else was going, <laughs> I think we've proved Elliot Daly is not a test, is not a test uh, fullback. Somebody else is not. And I, and I just wrote back going, but he got to, isn't that an amazing thing to not be able to play fullback but end up playing it in a world cup final for your country yeah, yeah exactly isn't that and amazing for the Lions. i mean it's just <laughs> these idiots at home but we are we are i must admit among those idiots i'm just reminding us of yes, the, the level absolutely. of idiocy you Some can reach. Some of the stupid things I've said. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I put myself firmly in the idiot category. You know, I'm someone who deliberately changes their mind to be controversial, it seems. I mean, I'm not yes. doing it deliberately, but, you know, I, as I'm now yeah. heading back into my love of, love of Eddie Jones, now everybody else hates him. I just like to be different. We were talking last week about whether there could be a midpoint between red and yellow cards. Oh, yes. The orange it, yeah. card. For these te- for these players who we know aren't bad guys and make a mistake and can we stop being horrible <laughs> to them? But did you see the tweet we got from Jez, who does the yeah. Fezcast? Brilliant! Yeah. Hey, 
guys, I think you're onto something with the amber card. Uh, how about instead of 20 minutes, the amber card means you have to sub the player off the field. If it happens early in the game, you lose ability to cope at the end of the game, but without spoiling it as a spectacle, a la Peter Omani. Or if it happens with, or if it happens with 15 minutes to go and you have no subs left, it's no different than getting a yellow with eight to go. So player would still be subject to a disciplinary and potential ban after the game. Sort of. If this is more about the red card is supposed to be. A- it's supposed to be a deterrent. It's an absolute deterrent. If you make any contact with the head, what have you, you know, it just, it's a, it's a, what's the word? It's a real red line. You've crossed the red line and mm. you have to leave the pitch. Now, if you start like saying Amber card banning next week and all the rest of it, even then you've got time to prepare, bring another player in and that, mm. that player gets dropped. You know, it's, there, there has to be absolute direct consequences there and then for um contact with the head because they're just they're so scared of the of the game becoming incredibly dangerous quite yeah. rightly the, the size of these people and the speed that they're running into each other you know they they got to be there has to be instant uh, disciplinary measures they they you know they can't yeah. be wishy-washy i don't think unfortunately and and if I mean, it, if it means that a game is sacrificed then i think they're willing to do that you know Exactly. I do. I, uh, when you put it like that and you go, this is what they're trying to change. And it's just, you know, so we have a season mm. where Wales are fluking some victories uh, because, of, <laughs> because of red cards. <laughs> then then I think the Ireland game was massive in the effect it had. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah, the yeah. Wales-Scotland game had less less of an effect because it was like 54. It's a decent case. On I mean, there's a, there's a case to be made for that. You know, you, you'd be interesting to see. I mean, who have they got next? Have they got England next? England next, yes. Wales. Yeah. So England, Wales, let's hope nobody gets sent off and see how, you know, see how competitive they are with 15 men on the field. I do, I, I do think, uh, as usual, I mean, we're not really doing predictions for because we could do predictions next week. I do think England will lose that game. I do predict uh, a Welsh are we at home? Victory. Are we away? We're away, but with no crowds. But I just, I just think, I think England need to, are just going to have a dodgy season. I think Wales are looking, are going to be confident. I think the best chance England have is just shut up in the media. Don't say anything. Let Wales do all the talking. Wales won't go in feeling like underdogs. They'll go in and England can play that underdogs well. We've got some problems and just take all the pressure off. And that's their best chance. But I think, I just think Wales will be really up for it. I think it'll be. I think that's going to be a really good game, actually. Yeah, it'd so, be a good game. It'd be. It will be a good game. I think as long it'd, as we it'd don't be more evenly matched than we we may have anticipated at the beginning of the uh, yeah the, the season. Anyway, let's Wait, move we're on. We're going on far too long. We haven't moved on to. We haven't done Ireland. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. France yet. We're doing a lot of analysis on games. I'm Um, in France. I, what did you make of this one? What did I, I can't remember what my predictions were last week about this. I did make predictions no, about all these remember. games. I said Scotland oh, will right, beat okay. Wales. I think. You I, said oh, France by the way, can I just point out for the England Italy games? I predicted twenty point win. It was twenty three point win. So just to say, I'm uh, nearly there. Um, Scotland Wales. I predicted Scotland by ten. So yeah, basically. But Ireland France. I think I predicted Ireland uh, France by ten or something. Um, I it was think, much closer. Yes, it was much closer than it should have been. Um, and Ireland really, I mean, they a foot out of James Lowe mm. going in the corner. Mm. That mm. score would have put them 10-3 up. And in a game that was quite low scoring, you know, yeah. that foot those made all the difference. Mm. France are the best, atta- I think, best attacking team in the world. Lovely offloads, but they didn't get many chances. And if you, you know, Ireland were matching them stifle up front. Them. Yeah, really that's, that's them. the key, isn't it? That's the yeah, key. It's, for me, as an England fan, I was going, this is the blueprint of how we play them. For our, Ireland are showing us how to beat France. Because, mm. again, we beat... But we that was the worrying thing, team. though. That, that's why... That's why. Well, certainly why I was worried. It, we, when we were playing Scotland, mm. we couldn't get the ball off of Scotland. <laughs> you know, we yeah. could... With the, the forwards... I, I mean, I think we had some selection issues, actually, you, you know, against Scotland. I mean, Courtney front- Laws made a huge difference and the front row made yeah. a... I mean, made a massive a ma- a difference. A massive difference, you know? yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, what did he put Courtney Laws in the second row? And then who was in the back row? Because he swapped out Mark Wilson, I think. Yeah, no, Mark that's Wilson, right. so Courtney, Courtney Laws Courtney started. Laws, he, made, he made a big difference in the back row. He, he's yeah. a brilliant line-out option. Um, We're so Anglo-centric that we talk about other team matches I and know, we keep I them know. going back to England. England exactly. changed the anyway. whole front. I think the front row makes a massive difference. I just think it there's does. not... I don't think the... The French front row are good, but they're not the stars. I don't think the second row is pretty good. You know, the back row, they've got some real back row stars. But yeah. France aren't... France, all the, the real special, special thing that makes France special is their backs. And if you can yes. beat them up up front and stop the ball, you know, stop Dupont getting good ball and all the rest. Yeah. And, um, but they're I good think, off scraps. France are good yeah, off scraps. They, exactly. You know, they, they, they can throw... They throw sort of wonder passes, don't they? And, yeah. you know, they're... they're Running circles around the backs. You yeah. know, if they get if they get any ball at all, they're dangerous. They really yeah. are. And they are team. very again, as they we always mention with uh, Sean Edwards, they are very very good in defence. You look at the end of that game, and Ireland were trying to move into a position to maybe get a penalty or a drop goal. Yeah, and I know, you know they could get anywhere near it. it. And yeah. the French didn't let them anywhere near it. And they say that is, and also even that tackle to stop James Lowe. It's that. It's that. It, it, is it that Sean Edwards thing? The desire to stop, and it's the desire, and it's. Desire. I mean, which again still proves my point that it's just about scaring players. You need to threaten these people and know that there's no uh, hiding place if they don't show yeah. full commitment. Express yourself, and we don't mind. We don't mind a trier who fails. Yeah. We don't mind if you miss yeah. a try or you miss a kick at goal. So just take all the pressure. You but, can't but miss a tackle. 
if you can't, if you miss a tackle, then that's it. I think that um, is basically what Sean Edwards is like. He's but he does it all with a northern accent, and you know he sounds like a, he sounds like a nightclub owner, doesn't he? You know. Well, there was. A, so it's, but it's it's that thing. Oh, he's made in Wigan, but so was Andy Farrell. Andy Farrell doesn't seem to scare the Irish team in the same way. Well, they say they say Andy Farrell is like that. You spend half an hour in a room with Andy Farrell. It's like being in the presence of something really, really special, which is why he was given the Lions job over Sean Edwards and the Scotland job. He, he got apparently some magical aura that they all just sort of buy into. <laughs> and if you if you ever watch if you watch those Lions documentaries, yeah. you watch Andy Farrell doing his speeches, talking about emotional energy. It's about your emotional energy, right? Yeah. And and you watch Owen Farrell, who has learned from his father when he does the when he does the sort of the huddle chat, and he just looks dead ahead, hardly any expression. He's like, "That's good work, boys. That's good work. Happy, happy." It's all really little movements. Yeah. As an actor, I sort of watch this stuff and I think, "All oh, right, that's how you, I've that's got how to you watch inspire. That's how I you inspire men." Just another quick point: France again. They're just they were fifteen three up. After 54 minutes against... And I I thought this with Scotland-Wales. I thought in both games that France would run away with it, would destroy them. And yeah. they let, I mean, Ireland did get a bit of a lucky score. But I just think, you know, France game management, they're not... They're not... Basically, that it was a nice reminder, the Ireland-France game, that France aren't these superhero brilliant geniuses who just are going to run rugby for the next few years until they win the yes. World Cup. They, I don't they, think you can win... A, you can't win... Like yeah, but you can't win a Six Nations like that. I think you know you didn't you. There always there's always games where you don't play that you don't play mm. that well, but you win, and that's the yeah that's the difference, isn't it? You know that's the yeah. championship mindset. No, but do you not have that? I mean, I, I know you have a ridiculous belief England will win the next World Cup, but I tend to think France are just going to run away and 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 it's oh, a home Fran- World Cup. I, and no, they're I mean, win I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't have a. Ridiculous. I mean, I'm realistic. <laughs> I'm realistic. France are a great side and it's in France. And the reason why they're building this great side is because they want to be competitive at the World Cup in France. You know, so yeah. they brought in some really, really key uh, coaches. So, you know, they're giving themselves a really, really good chance. And and the, the only thing I would say with France is, you know, don't peak too early because mm. they are really, they're looking really good, but we're, what two or three years out, aren't we? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I was actually thinking that. To, with, that's what with, Ireland did. Ireland just yes. peaked in between World Cups. Exactly, and <laughs> I was thinking this about. Um, I was thinking this about getting too carried away about a team. You remember 2012 in the autumn, England beat New Zealand in a game where they really ran New Zealand over, and Tua Lange was amazing, yeah. and all the rest. And yeah. that was, and you'd people were starting to go, oh, home World Cup three, you know, two and a half years yeah. time, England home World Cup yeah. three years, and you go never start, you know, and then then we go out in the group stages. So let's hope that France go out <laughs> in the group stages of their well, World Cup. A, you know, they've got a tough a lot, group. There'll be a, there'll be a lot of pressure on France, a lot of Actually, psychological pressure. Have they got a tough group? You know? Aren't France in with New Zealand and Italy? So they're going to come second, aren't they? Unless, the, well, yeah, you never know. They they historically in World Cups against New Zealand, France are very good. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, um, so but they good side brilliant. and they did well against. They did. They did. Ireland played well. I think Ireland are playing pretty well. They're they're getting better, but yeah. they they just you know. I don't Ireland, know Ireland had loads of injuries. Gibson Park Ireland looked had, good. 
Yeah, but also they did have the experience out. They didn't have Sexton, who, who isn't. Uh, yes, yeah, so we've talked all about France, haven't we? They didn't. They had Billy Burns starting, which was good because he'd made uh, that terrible error last week and he played okay. Yeah. But Ross Burns seems to me a better player. I was texting during the game with last week's better guest, Queeve McDonald. Queeve McDonald's hilarious, going, you know the funny thing about, about Billy Burns and Ross Byrne is both of them aren't as good as their brothers. And <laughs> Billy Burns, <laughs> Freddie Burns um, is, you know, the, the he's now in, in Japan, isn't he? He played ex, for ex Bath. England. Um, yeah. Was he Bath and Leicester, wasn't he? Um, he was and Bath, yeah. Apparently he, there's... And remember, do you remember in that um, European Cup? Match. Yes, where he dropped it over the. Yes, and he, he was celebrating it. under the post. And I he know. Dropped, oh god! And he smacked it out of his hand. But oh, apparently, Rossburn has this uh, this brother at um, uh, Leinster who's better than him, who's coming up through the team. Oh really? So, wow. Yeah, but you do think they that was an Ireland team without. Um, Without their best halfbacks, really, or their most secure halfbacks at the moment, they'd had lost mm. a good few. Gibson Park you know, looks good, though. He looks good. Yeah, he did play quite well, but again, he, I don't know if he's that. Is he that good at the big up and under kicks? I don't box know. Kicks. The box kicks—that's the word. I always have mental mm. blocks on on uh, well, rugby terms. When you speak fast, the Gary Owen. I don't think they call them the Gary Owen. No, anymore, they never do, they? do anymore. They no. never do. do you, I don't Gary know if it was my Owen. TV. But in that Ireland France game, all the box kicks looked higher than in other. They all the all these sort of. I you think, know, think it was probably your TV, Hal. They just looked higher the than ang- other games. The angle. I mean, particularly, uh, I must admit, if that guy James Lowe has got a hell of a boot on him. The um. Well, the Ireland Irish they ring. play at altitude, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> But no, there's some lovely, but lovely. But I do think James was it James Lowe and Jameson Gibson Park. They did a little move towards the end that was really. I thought that's not very Irish. That's quite New Zealanderish. Yeah. I remember they are French. of course not Irish players. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> they've got. Is, anyway. is Lowe? Is he? Is he? Is he South African? He's uh, he's New Zealander, isn't he, James Lowe? Sorry, he's not. And he's an Irishman, sort of... born and bred. Yes, born and bred. But I'm did he qualify for residency? Yes, qualified to residency. He's New Zealand, and so is Jameson Gibson Park, isn't he? Yes, um, yes, yes. Is a New Zealander, I think. You can hear me tapping as I go. Billy Burns. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Burns is English. Yeah, yeah. Billy know, Burns is English. Uh, no, <laughs> this is wrong to say this because yeah. No, Josh, I agree. Josh Stan- Van der Fleer is South African. C.J. Stander is South African. Um, yes. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, they've got but a they've also. Yeah. A UN but team. I do think Gary Ringrose is good. He did some good stuff. Mm. Hugo Keenan looks good. He's new, like new um, fullback. He's very good. Keith Earls, who we yeah. just love anyway. Um, so oh, you know, he's, he's, he goes on forever. Keith Earls. I remember him on the 2009 Lions tour to South yeah. Africa. He was a well, young boy. I've been, you know, I've been, and Tag Furlong came off the bench, so he's coming back in. All these, I just. Yeah, I just think, can I revise all my opinion about Irish rugby going down the toilet? And actually, they're fine. Yeah. They're just going to continue being a top, top side. Um, and I just, I, don't I, know, know, I think feel... they're, in tra- they're in transition, aren't they? That's all. Yeah. Irish rugby. You know, they've exactly. got a lot of those, those, old, those older players that have been around for ages. You're Sexton, Omanis and all the rest of it. And who are all becoming out of contract. And, you know, they, they need to rebuild. Yeah. Whether exactly. Andy Farrell was the man to do that, I don't know. But who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, quick roundup of Premiership games. I saw because yes. it was my wedding anniversary this weekend. I saw oh, no Guinness Rugby. I'm very sorry. I haven't slammed even I seen saw, the Saris game. I saw Bristol game. Gloucester. Oh, did you? Oh God! You see, yes. you've done you're doing your stuff. 
Yes. And you've got small children. You managed to so you yes. managed to watch four games. Why are Bristol <coughs> getting a bit dodgy then? If they go and only win by, I know that's me being a bit harsh. They won by won. one point. Gloucester played very well, and so they got they largely got their team intact. And yeah, they played they played well. They played well, and Bristol. Still played well, but just not to their usual dazzling standards. Randrander is injured, isn't he? Is yeah, he's Rand- injured. He's injured. Right. But O'Connor looked good, and and their um, uh, Bristol's worst. What's his name? Oh, Ewan Lloyd, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's a great player. He's a great player. Um, yeah, uh, I think so they're gonna they're gonna yeah. win. Uh, other weird results though. Bath beat Sale. So Sale, who have beaten Bristol who were top, and Bath, who were losing to everyone and being rubbish, have suddenly lost at home to Bath. It is a really also, topsy-turvy... I will say this as well. Was there a weird off there that shouldn't have been? No, <laughs> I will say this about the Gloucester game. Um, mm. Like, so two hours, I think, before kickoff, it was decided that there would be no relegation this year. So Gloucester were probably playing with some sort of like, wow, wicked, no pressure. Let's just, yeah, that's true. Let's, let's chuck the kitchen sink at them. I think that makes a big difference. Okay. Yeah, good point. Um, so Thank you. Thank you. I'm just saying, even though I've not watched any of these games, Bath beat Sale, amazing. Exeter, obviously, back to form. They've beaten London Irish 26-3. Harlequins are going on a good run, which is always horrible to yeah. see. They're beating Leicester, <laughs> they beat Leicester 37-24. And, like Wa- and Wasps, Wasps have won again. You see, my, my little teams that my pets are quite fond of them are Wasps and Bristol just because I like the way they're playing um, and they're back yeah. they've beaten Worcester Warriors at home which is Worcester Warriors aren't terrible they're quite a decent team at the moment I think even mm. though they're you know they're mm. not I just mm. I think no one's rubbish actually in the Premiership obviously um, no. but uh, I think it'd be I, interesting to see what effect um, no relegation has on the way teams play and whether they experiment with bringing younger players in or you know because yeah. there's there's no consequences um, can I, I just? Think, I think yes. Go on. Can I very quickly mention while we're about to go into this conversation that Saracens are back. They've beaten Doncaster Knights twenty nine ten, and next week they're playing friendly against Coventry. And uh, I'm doing the intro on Saracens TV or something. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's just their online coverage. Anyway. Should we talk about relegate ring fencing premiership? Let's you... let's do this. Let's do this quickly because it's it's not. I, I mean, I don't. There's not much to say about it, really, is there? I I think that it's. A, I think it's a good thing. I know TV companies don't like it, but I, I think relegation in the premiership is pointless anyway because you go down. It has a massive effect on the club that goes down. Uh, a financial planning becomes impossible. Um, you know, you built all this collateral in the Premiership, and then suddenly, bang, you get you go down for no other reason other than it serves some sort of narrative for the league, and you know you're just going to bounce straight back up again. So to me, it just seems pointless. Um, there's very few sides in the Championship that can actually come up to the Premier League and um, survive. You know, London Welsh is a classic case of it not working mm. and, and virtually destroying the club. And I just think... Just ring fence it, and then if uh, clubs from the championship become eligible to play in the Premiership, and they become good enough, they got the infrastructure, then allow them to come up and join. Well, so gradually, if everybody does, we're going to have a fifty team. Yeah, but they won't. They won't, though, will they? Because because there's no money to be made in Premier League rugby. They're like it's just an absolute cash loss for I everybody know, that owns a rugby team. Exactly, but you do it for love. I mean. As so you don't want these teams that have invested Elton... millions into their club 
being chucked down into the championship. No, I'm just saying though that they need, but the people are still going to put the money in, like the guy who's uh, the Ealing Trailfinders guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, that he's doing it for love, and he and he does deserve to be rewarded because he's created a team there that's strong enough to be in the Premiership. I I do understand ring fencing this season. It should totally have happened because COVID's making everything unfair. But. Mm. I don't know why they're going to do it forever or do it for four years. They're going I, think to do, I think it's a very good experiment to see what you know what the implications are, how it changes the league, how it changes the the games that are played in the league. Um, it, it could be really good for growth of players. Like you could bring younger kids through; they can get a chance. If there's no relegation, you know you can take more risks. I think it's a good thing. I think I'm slipping into, uh, you know, I'm, I do have this crisis that I'm slipping into a Six Nations doesn't really matter, um, it's World Cups that matter mindset, which I mm. never thought I would because I am the person that's, I'm the older one who, uh, of us two, who, you know, was watching Five Nations when I was five years old and going to yeah. England matches then. And to me, the Five Nations and the Six Nations was always the most important thing and it, sw- it has swapped around now to... Everything is World about Cups. building for a World Cup and doing well in the World Cup. I so, love watching the Six Nations. I love it. I love, I, I just, like the time of year where it goes from winter into spring. And I just, when, when, the, when the crowds are in, I think it's just, you know, it's hard because there's no atmosphere at the games. It's just like, there's, there's no one in the stadiums and there's no noise. And, and it just, you just, it's all a bit of a damp squib. You're just literally watching a game of rugby. Um. And the stakes just don't seem as high, I don't think. See, but I just think it doesn't make much difference. If you're sitting and watching on the TV and you've got the piped-in crowd, it doesn't bother me that much that there isn't a crowd. I don't know mm. what... Obviously, I'd like to be there. I'd like to have gone to a couple of games or whatever. But, um, but no, I'm I agree. still watching I agree, going... But I, I, yeah, I, I, I still have the same sense of drama about the game and stuff. But I love... Like looking around at the crowd and going, oh man, I wish I was there. I wish I was like at that game. And yeah, and and, and also when when England are playing well or whoever's playing well, and the crowd are getting behind them and the noise, it's just a great rousing feeling, you know. And yeah. it makes a difference to the team, and it's just better for the competition. And these are, these are just hard days we have to get through. I think. So next week we have a week off the Six Nations. Uh, so we're going back to Premiership Rugby. We're, I'm, I'm going to be doing lots of watching of this. Bath and Gloucester. Me too. Bath and Gloucester. That's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen with any of these games because they're all topsy-turvy. Harlequins versus Sale. Come on, Sale. Do a job on them. Exeter, Northampton. <laughs> Leicester, Wasps. Uh, Worcester, Newcastle. London Irish, Bristol. I hope, I hope Bristol return to a bit more form and thrash oh, London Irish. I think, I think they probably will. Most important game, Sarri, Saracens are playing Coventry. And Coventry, say, the big one. As I've said before, pre-match, uh, well, it's just pre-match talking rubbish about that game. Uh, it's just a friendly, but Saris will be returning to form. So that will be fun. Um, and, yes, sorry, over to you, Dan, to wrap up. Oh, no, cool. so badly um, done. So if anybody, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, and bearing in mind we do read out the tweets on this show and we do read out the emails, so it's really, really worth your while doing this, uh, get in touch with us at rugbyjubbly at dltentertainment.com or Twitter at jubblyrugby or Instagram at rugbyjubblypodcast. So there's three ways. Get in touch. 
And let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk rugby. How's that? <laughs> You're such a DJ. I love it. Um, yeah, yes, I know. I, I quite week. enjoy that bit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.